This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You are listening to Diversified Briefings from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment matters from Premier Mighton's Diversified Funds investment team. I'm Neil Birrell, Premier Mighton's Chief Investment Officer and Fund Manager of the Premier Mighton Diversified Funds. In this short podcast, I share the views of the Diversified Investment Team and what they currently view as in favour and out of favour from across different asset classes and markets. First of all, let's look at what is in favour with us, but out of favour with most others, and that's UK equities. I've been around the country recently for a number of meetings with groups of advisors to talk about economic and financial market outlook and the diversified funds, obviously, and how they are positioned, talk about performance, the usual sort of conversations. One standout point of debate, other than the return available on cash these days, was always over UK equities. Questions like, are they a value trap? When will they start performing? What will be the catalyst? On the weighting we have in the funds, is that just a domestic bias or do you really like them? All good questions and worthy of debate. To answer the last question first, the answers are simple. We do not have a domestic bias. We will invest where we think the opportunities are best in the context of the diversified fund portfolios and the overall risk profiles and where we have a proven investment strategy and importantly, the necessary skills. We like UK equities. John Hudson and Benji Dawes, who manage the UK portfolio for the funds, have been major contributors to the fund's performance over a long period of time. So, what will push UK equities to be back in favour? There has been much debate around encouraging institutional investors back to a market they've been deserting. But in my view, this type of measure proposed by the Mansion House speech recently are far too little and will take far too long to have any impact. It's hard to see how it is possible to mandate independent investors to make investments in specific areas. It's in the interest of the country and the major political parties, particularly in the run-up to an election, to have a thriving stock market and investors who will fund new, exciting companies. But there is no quick fix. In my view, the way UK equities will get back into favour will simply be because domestic and international investors see them as good value with good growth prospects in comparison to other assets they have to choose from, which is plenty. Firstly, at the highest level, UK equities look cheap by international and historic comparison. That is a good starting point. Some of that comes from the structure of the stock market and relevant indices, where there is a higher weighting to more lowly valued sectors such as energy and materials, and a lower weighting to higher valued sectors such as technology. But over and above that, there does appear to be a discount applied to companies listed in the UK compared to elsewhere. Again, at a high level, if you look at the healthcare sector, the UK trades at a big discount, but it is growing earnings at a comparable rate and the companies are not significantly, if at all, any worse. So what's caused this? The Brexit referendum was certainly a catalyst for this, and Brexit itself had an impact. The domestic political background has been unstable and remains uncertain. The economy has not been that robust. Inflation is higher and interest rates are rising further than elsewhere, so it is explainable. Macroeconomic factors have been a driving force of asset prices around the world for some time now, and that remains the case. For the UK, that's not been helpful. 
but when that reverses, it is likely to have a significant positive effect, as we witnessed since the better than expected inflation data for June, after which we saw a very sharp jump in the prices of property companies and investment trusts in the alternative sector and a reaction from small and medium-sized companies. Share prices in these areas have been under pressure for some time. The macro environment will improve. It's likely to get worse first, and we may go into recession, but unless it's a bad one, and the forecasts don't suggest that, then I think investors might just look through that to better times. No one, not even the Bank of England or recent forecasts from the National Institute of Economic and Social Research suggest that we are heading for a booming economy. But once inflation is beaten and interest rates have peaked, there is a chance that company fundamentals, that's profitability, growth prospects, balance sheet, quality of management, acquisition potential, amongst many other factors, will be the driver of share prices, not macro data. But when that happens, we believe there are a very large number of very good companies standing in attractive valuations in various sectors and of different sizes that should be in good places to invest. John and Benji have many good examples of those in the diversified funds, and the other members of the RUK Equities Investment Team tell me they have that in their funds as well. To my mind, it is a case of when rather than if UK equities are a favoured asset class again. But it will be important to be in the right sectors and right companies. Stock selection will be key, and it will come from investors seeing the financial returns that can be made rather than attempted structural or politically influenced change. Moving on to what is out of favour, again with us, but in favour with many others, is the big technology and communication companies. Of course, I'm referring to Apple, Amazon, NVIDIA, Tesla, Alphabet or Google, uh, platform, meta platforms, in other words, Facebook, and a few others. In other words, the relatively small number of very large US technology and communications companies that have driven market indices higher. You will have seen the numbers and how they have left the rest behind, so I won't repeat them here. In contrast, the UK equities, the questions have been, how long can they keep going? What will cause their share prices to fall? How expensive can they get? We won't know that until we look back and see that the tide has turned. A rational investor would expect those companies to start underperforming at some point. In no way am I suggesting that we are at that point yet, but it's interesting that what we've been going on recently and what we've been seeing. It's hard to see how they can keep growing at the rates they have been. Just how many iPhones does one person need, for example? Apple announced on the 3rd of August that it had suffered the third straight quarter of declining sales and predicted similar for the current quarter. That would be the first worst run of sales declines in 20 years. Its share price has fallen 9.5% from its peak on the 31st of July to the date I've written this text on the 12th of August. Since announcing results in May, which brought to the world's attention the potential growth in AI, NVIDIA has been the darling of the stock market. Its share price fell 8.6% in the last five trading days, again that's up to the 12th of August, as semiconductor manufacturers sold off more broadly. Mind you, its share price is still up about 180% year-to-date and it's valued at over $1 trillion. Tesla has fallen 17.5% since its recent high in July, again from the 12th of August, as it has been cutting prices and demand for electric vehicles is a bit under pressure. Netflix has fallen 11.7% over a similar time period and Microsoft is down 10.7% following announcing mixed results. But it's not all bad news for tech investors. Amazon, Meta and Alphabet share price remain stable. As mentioned, I'm not calling the top now, but we might look back and see that we were somewhere near it at this point in time. 
Or maybe company fundamentals will start driving the share prices rather than macro considerations, which would probably result in greater dispersion in the share price returns. I should point out that we do hold NVIDIA and Microsoft in the diversified cautious growth, diversified balanced growth, diversified growth, and diversified dynamic growth funds, as well as other semiconductor and technology companies. We've been trimming the holding in NVIDIA throughout the year as the share price has risen, and we continue to like the long-term prospects for these companies. They may well underperform for a period, but that is when we should expect UK equity exposure and other parts of the diversified multi-asset fund to do the heavy lifting. This podcast has turned out to be a lot longer than usual ones, but there's quite a lot to say. Thank you for listening to this episode of Diversified Briefings from Premium Item. I hope you found this episode interesting. And look out for further ones in the Diversified Funds In Favour, Out of Favour series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. Thank you.